Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This past week, the federal government in Canada took the step of temporarily banning foreign purchase of residential real estate for two years. This kind of government action is not without precedent. I think back to the post-war era in Europe. It was a time when you needed to be a citizen of Switzerland in order to own real estate in that country. And the only way to be a Swiss citizen at that time was to be born there and be a descendant of a Swiss citizen. There was no naturalization pathway to citizenship. Now today it's much more relaxed and there is a pathway to citizenship after 10 years of residency. And today, and since the 1980s, foreigners can own real estate in Switzerland. It's no secret that real estate in Canada has been hot, much like in many markets in the U.S. On today's show, we're looking at housing with non-resident ownership and whether the temporary ban will in fact have the desired impact of lowering home ownership costs for ordinary citizens and residents. The foreign ownership ban is one of several measures introduced in the budget last week aimed at making housing more affordable. So the first question is, what is foreign ownership? This means at least one owner is non-resident, even though the majority ownership might not be. And to determine that, Canada uses a new linkage process, primarily using tax data. If owners are linked to tax residency, they're considered a resident of Canada. In my view, this new regulation is a decoy. Inflation is the result of printing money. Rising prices are just the symptom of inflation, just like a fever is a symptom of the flu. You can try and treat the symptoms, or you can try to address the root cause. And the root cause of rising prices is lack of supply and strong demand. It's also the result of printing too much money. The lack of supply is overwhelmingly governed by a very slow and bureaucratic approval process that in many cases takes years to see a project fully approved. Artificially eliminating demand might have a small temporary impact, but then we'll experience a huge surge in demand once the ban is over. Government simply will not admit its role in inflation. It's too convenient to blame others. They'll blame the grocery store for high food prices, the gas station for high gasoline prices. They're not going to say, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Electorate, we screwed up. We printed too much money. It's easier to blame all those foreign buyers who have no vote in Canada's elections for Canada's domestic problems. This move is taken straight out of the playbook from George Orwell's classic novel, 1984. When there was a problem domestically, the playbook says you need to take aim at a foreign enemy, and that will unite the country against the foreign enemy and deflect attention away from the real issue. So let's take a look at the data. Canada differentiates between non-resident participation in ownership and outright non-resident ownership. The former describes a home where at least one owner has no link to Canadian residency. The home might share ownership with a domestic entity. In contrast, a home with non-resident ownership is majority owned by non-residents. In many cases, that consists of a Canadian citizen who might live abroad, but also maintains property in Canada. In many cases, parents buy a condo for their children who are in Canada on a student visa. Many go on to become permanent residents. Canada has somewhere between 300,000 and half a million citizens currently residing in Hong Kong. If a number of these were to come back to Canada in response to the changes in the environment in Hong Kong, well, they're already Canadian citizens. They don't need to ask permission to enter the country. What we're not hearing is that foreigners are buying up a large percentage of single-family homes. A very large percentage of the buyers are, in fact, buying condominiums. And that ratio is about 10% of new condominiums over the last couple of years have been sold to foreign buyers, depending on how you count the data. If the buyer is buying the property to help out the university-aged children, then the simple workaround is to put the property fully in the name of the children, who are indeed residents. Not all properties, though, are owned by people. 
Some are owned by trusts. These can be used to skip foreign buyer taxes. Corporations are also often homeowners, with the idea that a foreign-controlled corporation is still perhaps foreign ownership. But Canada doesn't track the beneficial ownership of companies for the most part. It means they don't really know who ultimately owns the company. If the corporation is resident in Canada, then is the share ownership of the company problematic? Banning foreign ownership of Canadian corporations would have a much larger and broader economic impact than merely on the housing sector. In my opinion, the government initiative is designed to win political points so the government can be seen to be doing something to help affordability when, in fact, the impact of the new rule will be negligible. Someone from outside Canada who's truly looking to own Canadian residential property still has mechanisms available to make it happen. If you're looking for a place to escape political instability, Canada remains one of the best countries in the world for that. When we eventually run the retrospective on this government initiative, I predict the conclusion will be that a weak ban will, in hindsight, be judged to be ineffective. Even an airtight ban would not actually solve the problem. Treating a symptom of inflation and not the root cause is like a hustler trying to fool you with a card trick. It's misdirection. It's not magic. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.